Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> it's the lies of Dave Meltzer. Y2J is a stooge, and Mark Lee said he wouldn't lay down for me. I am old. <laughs> I am tired of working with fucking kids, but I've never seen Rocky or Son. I hope the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Phil James and Michael Hamflet from What Culture. Got higher and higher and higher and higher. <laughs> I started in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> Back myself into a corner here. It's because all the guys on in wrestling this week. Uh, yeah, that's what we do, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, I'm all, I'm all the blood's rushed to my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go very, very pink and then very, very pale. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Debate. Oh, we dine about AW Rampage pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with the bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Hamflin. I'll be honest, this time yesterday, um, aside from maybe a little bit of speculation about CM Punk becoming All Elite again, my plan was to have a very much sort of Ooh, penultimate Wrestle Culture before WrestleMania podcast. Mm-hmm. And then someone decided to post something on Instagram, inexplicably delete it because it needs to be up for what, three seconds if you're famous? <laughs> and someone will have screenshot it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, Andy used a great phrase on the news scorched earth. I think it's fair to say there was maybe a way for him to come back to AEW. Um, despite everything that happened with Brawl Out. And it seemed to, you know, you and Andy had barely mm-hmm. finished the news report on this <laughs> speculation about him potentially eventually coming back once he's cleared and what have you. And then he, that drops and, well, the Meltzer thing with with everything and he's shooting on Moxley and Meltzer and Jericho. There's no going back from here, is there? There's probably no going back from here, which is why I want it more than ever. <laughs> I want CM Punk f- up in that locker room more than ever before. Jericho, f*** you. John Moxley, f*** you. Jericho, f*** you again. MJF, ideally don't f*** you, but for goodness sake, there's not many people left at the top of that card that at this point haven't been effed. Yes. By, uh, by um, CM Punk's possible return. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The power's back. And yeah, the power, power is, is the power, back. The power today is CM Punk. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love this. I... So everything is speculation, isn't it? Everything is just taking all of these different people at their different words, trying to decode the wrestler speak. 
mm. and deciding what bits you like, what bits you don't. I'm going to maybe go against type here. I think Punk is telling the truth about John Moxley. <sighs> uh, Agent Ambrose. The, <laughs> the, I, love, I love Moxley. Love him. But the uh, story at the time, if you remember, was that Moxley was the one that pitched the Flash mm-hmm. Dynamite yeah, finish. Yeah, I remember. To set up the rematch at the pay-per-view, which at the time was kind of presented as this, oh, we're going to experiment with how we sell this match rather than just doing the straight-up title-for-title pay-per-view match. And in the end, like hindsight probably wasn't very kind to that as a plan before CM Punk just incinerated everything at the press (laughs) conference anyway. Um, But it did feel a bit weird. It felt a bit off. Like, oh, why are we doing this? I actually just thought it was a good idea. And even then, it was a bit like protecting yourself before you, you know, potentially lose to a guy that you're now concerned is slightly... More out than he was in. Yeah. Like a shrewd political move by John Moxley. And it makes me think Punk has taken this to be, as CM Punk does, just like when he watched that Hangman Page video and completely misconstrued what it meant by, I don't take advice off legends. I think he's heard, well, I think we should do this before we do this. He's on. you're not going to lose to me, what? (laughs) I I just, like, I believe that is what CM Punk believes has gone through the Instagram filter that is his angry brain and out has come this take. Um, I 100% think he's telling the truth when he calls Chris Jericho Stooge a liar. <laughs> uh, what else did he hit on in that particular post? That was about it. He's got, well, he said the same about Meltzer, and even uh, we talked a lot about this as well on the uh, Rampage preview, so I won't be saying too much about it here. But um, Sidgwick did touch on the fact that some, whatever human feelings, and obviously Dave Meltzer, we utilise his reporting a lot, so we're not going to besmirch him too much, but I think it's fair to say if you read The Observer, elements of some of the reports that come out do s- tend to shine a more positive light on Y2J. Yeah, there was a pe- there was like a tiny bit, because obviously this was all very late on the Thursday, this drops, it's hard, Typical for, for us. Hard, hard for Meltzer to get copy in in time, wasn't there? there was that. He had tried to investigate this and he reached out for comment and all he got was apparently from like an unnamed source that like regardless of what CM Punk's done, Chris Jericho's a sexy bitch. Yeah. And like quite crack that code. It was all, yeah. all was a bit weird. There was Y2J in there somewhere. But something it was buried in the dynamite thing about how CM Punk didn't beat the Rock and Steve Austin on the same night. And now <laughs> Meltzer's, Meltzer's right about that. He's not lying about that. No, Meltzer. So buy fuzzy albums. Buy fuzzy albums. <laughs> <laughs> Meltzer's great. Um, CM Punk believes what he has said to be 100% true even if some of that can probably be refuted. I always think CM Punk believes what he is saying is 100% yeah. true, yeah, even when potentially it's not. I think he has the courage of his convictions. I just think sometimes his convictions are slightly misplaced. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a fabulous bit of business. He has yeah, his blinkers again. on, and he refuses to change his mind about anything yeah. until he said his mind, God damn it. <laughs> he's going to say his piece. The I love the, my favourite thing about this is literally, literally like hours after his like comment on Instagram again, about the thing in the book about like two people getting together backstage and squashing the beef and like a good story about that and then it's like straight away we're back <laughs> and we're back we're back to normal CM Punk normal content has been resumed the chaos is back the framing as well you forget this but his ability like on a technicality at the moment to frame this as I'm recovering from injury rather than I'm not on AEW television because did you see what happened last summer? Yeah. Like yeah. in his mind, the idea that he can frame this as, well, yeah, when I'm fully recovered, I'll probably just come back. Yeah. Like, it's that easy, is it? Like mm-hmm. everything that has gone down, it's just carnage. It, like I tweeted this uh, yesterday, but I think it's just a gut feeling with him. And I understand if people don't have it because I want them to understand that I do. Y- you either feel punk is worth the trouble or you don't. And mm, I just yes. don't, I don't believe there's an in-between. I think it's a gut feeling as a wrestling fan. And it ex- sort of explains why his value is so high, yes. I think. Because the wrestling fans, and I do include myself in this, that believe he is always worth the hassle. 
kind of can't be brought down from that. He yeah. has kind of got like a magic power over me as a wrestler. Like he does stuff to me. Is it intangible? See it factor. It's all that sort of right. stuff that you look for. And I think loads of fans have it. And I think that's his value. But if you don't feel like that for him, of course, which you're entitled to do, you must be looking at the situation thinking, what's all the headaches for? What's the point in any of this? Not least when like the elite are back in full focus on Dynamite and their story is taking center stage. And for their fans, I like the elite, but like specifically their mega fans will just be feeling awesome. Here we go, elite, elite, elite. This feels like the worst time for Punk to walk back, and they'll be thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, he's going to try and burn all this down to the ground again. <laughs> I'm thinking, I want to watch the flames. But there's just, it's really hard to sort of articulate and explain why you see the value in that if somebody doesn't. Yeah. It, I'm, sorry, go on. It was just going to say, it does, it does feel, the amount of times we get told off for comparing WWE to AEW, I'm going to do the opposite here and probably get in just as much trouble. It does feel sort of WWE-esque, that, and this was a particular thing under the later days of, of Vince McMahon, and I'm not drawing comparisons or anything like that, obviously, but like, you remember they do something and you'd be like, wow, that's great. They've put on this great match or pay-per-view or angle or promo or whatever, and then that would immediately be lost in the conversation because something weird's happened backstage or, mm. uh, and we'll talk about Naomi in a bit, and they were completely right in what they did, but like Sasha and Naomi have walked out of Monday Night Raw or whatever. We had what? 18 hours to say, wow, that was probably one of the best main events in Dynamite history, and that's that's gone <laughs> in the wind now, that ain't, yeah. ain't no one's talking about that. Yeah, And it's again, it's exactly like the MJF winning the title uh, all out. Yes. It was, it's the exact same thing, and then yeah. here comes Punk with his big mouth, and he's going to ruin everything for everyone. And I'm 100% with Hamlet on this one. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I want him back in, in anything Something, involving wrestling. Yeah. He has to be somewhere, because it's just... It brings too much conversation. It brings too much discourse. It brings like it brings eyes to the product. Like no matter yep. what you think of CM Punk, the ratings dropped when he disappeared off mm -hmm. Dynamite. They, they just did. Um, he's he's a needle mover in a way of bringing eyes to the product and putting butts in seats, but also in just bringing conversation to the yeah. product. Mm -hmm. Whether it's good or bad can be very much debated. Like obviously the all out conversation that came about the yeah. product. Maybe it wasn't the best conversation, <laughs> but it was still conversation about it. And I just, I again, I like you exactly, just love the chaos behind it all. Like, mm -hmm. more of this sort of thing, please. Here's the question. Despite how things were in the immediate aftermath of All Out, yeah. is now the closest CM Punk has ever been to returning to WWE since he left? Well, I don't think so. And my head, I would have said yes previously until yesterday when all of this conversation came back up because when CM Punk speaks everybody listens and suddenly speaks about CM Punk he's that guy um he is him uh the there was a discussion kicking around in some of the darker circles of wrestling twitter where there was references to like the idea that maybe Punk and William Regal aren't on fabulous terms it's all super <laughs> speculation speaking there's, there's no reports there's no nothing it's just people putting two together they might be making five I'm not so sure they are but Regal was a very very close confidant of Triple H and Punk and Regal maybe not being great together suggests that that's somehow linked to how Punk still feels maybe about Triple H and about his the toll that WWE took on him ultimately and you just think well like even if it's not full Triple H and we are getting more and more Vince McMahon it's still quite a lot of him it's both of them like if nothing yeah, else yeah and you're walking mm. back into the thing you you felt like you had to 
walk away from. I don't know. Maybe it's it, a money thing. Maybe it's maybe it's a WrestleMania main event thing down the road. I don't know. I'd love any version of it. I'm with Phil. Punk Punk back is better than Punk not in wrestling. I believe it as an industry is better with him a part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Two things. Number one, if only there was a show that WWE put on the where Triple H wasn't in creative control. <laughs> <laughs> think of it. He just Rory just smacked him. But there was a, another excellent show yeah. that could uh, utilize his talents. Um, I didn't think of that as well. And I've thought about obviously them saying to Punk, "How would you like the WrestleMania main event mm-hmm. as a you know Olive Branch or whatever?" Do you think and this is maybe me getting far too carried away here? Do you think not just saying to Punk, "How would you like the WrestleMania main event," but also saying, "How would you like?" A, I forget what the term is now, but a, a 10, 20, 30, 40. Think about what people say about WrestleMania 10's main event, yep. WrestleMania 20's main event, 30, you know, like all the. You could be one of them, Phil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what would make this even more hilarious and absolutely perfect for the entire story of what, what CM Punk has been is if he came back to WWE and then he main evented Mania with Cody next year. That's <laughs> always be, been... WWE that would getting, just be hilarious. Them getting Punk and Cody is the <laughs> wildest thing, isn't it? Like, the prospect of them having that, it's yeah. just like... That's, that's, that I thought this year... I did an article this week. It's an excuse for a cheap plug on why I don't think people should be so frightened of the prospect of Goldberg going to AEW. You know, talk about that, say, yeah. Yeah. You know, friendly guy in that. 2022 was the year where, like, like if you remember reviewing the year at the end of the year when we oh, did all yeah. the content. It was like this, it, like, this was like that anything can happen year that kind of was always in the ether from when AEW launched but hadn't yet really happened until it did. And then we suddenly started seeing it. Like, AEW launching felt like, a, wow, a second company, but it takes a few years and the pandemic and all the rest of it. 2023, I think, should be where, like, the Challenger brand, AEW, makes decisions that previously wouldn't have been part of its core ethos. Yeah. And I included Goldberg as, as one of them. Um, you could have that, and they'd be like, right, it's going to be our year to show you that anything can happen on our end as well. And then Punk Gun to WWE would be like, no, it's ours again. The conversation is ours again. That, like the wrestlers that we can weaponize against either side. This big one is ours again and all that kind of thing. And it's the same sort of conversation as Kenny potentially going to WWE. Yeah. Which suddenly seems... Redundant the second he seems featured on AW television. Yes. After this week, not once have I considered the prospects. Whereas when he was in the trio stuff, farting around, I was like, maybe he's kind of like winding down yeah. in AW. That feels redundant now, but yeah, Punk in WWE would be almost like them batting back AW's attempt to capture 2023. And he could go back there with FTR. <laughs> yeah. He could indeed and win that. I think interesting development that on telly as well this week. I love the way they they sort of wrap that round reality basically. Yeah, like we'll leave and you're like normally oh yeah very good okay cool so you're winning. I don't know now. <laughs> it's it's always been a question mark for quite a while with FTR with how they've been mm. used in AEW as well though it's like it's not exactly a new thing. But just before we leave the punk thing, like I think it was like talking about him going to WWE is like amazing and stuff. But like I think it was still quite telling that in part of this Instagram thing, he still had the little dig at WWE of the I will never put my uh, my health over a company yeah. or a company over my health ever again. Like that was still a little bit of a dig at WWE. Yeah. Like that wound is still still sore yeah. for CM Punk. It's almost like he doesn't forgive and forget easily. Almost, yeah. He, yeah. He's good at holding grudges, this guy. <laughs> Real good at it. He has seen people, probably if he's watching the brand he's going to jump to, get touched and vomit up goo, though. So, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be quite concerned. Like, the, the, like the, there's that. Punkle um, Howdy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've saved it, Phil. <laughs> no, no, no. Great news. Um, we've got Phil back. It's 
but it's only eight days before WrestleMania. Don't worry, I've sold him on a match. You know, Bobby Lashley's free. <laughs> We're bringing in the fight pit. <laughs> <laughs> he can finally hope win you, an AMMA match. Hope you like the hope you like the brawl for all. Maybe I, I've been like sort of manifesting the idea that Steve Austin comes out and stuns LA Knight. It's uh, LA Knight in the ring, like waiting for the opponent. You get the psh, psh, as everybody else loses their goddamn mind. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Um, what do you make about FTR potentially jumping back to WWE? I don't think it's going to happen, um, but it's a really, really, really effective way of getting the like 1% of doubt extracted out of this match against the Guns. I want it to happen, personally. I tweeted this on Wednesday without realising that's what the direction we're going to go with Dynamite. I just I was thinking about it. I was thinking about the FTR matches that I would quite like to see. Um, the Revival getting a proper go of it this time because outside of a run that like a few months alongside Randy Orton that people seem to hold in certain esteem and that that time one of them Dax was it that kicked the uh, New Day's ice cream truck over it, it wasn't a run at all really was it it never yeah. it left no real memories other than uh, Usi Hot don't Usi, forget yeah it left no memories <laughs> other than like oh we've WWE'd them yeah so they, there they go uh, I just I fancy a second go of that to be honest I think they've had this amazing they've had a good run in AEW They've had an amazing run in 2022, full stop. That yeah. included AEW. And I just think their legacy is so cemented at this point. Like, there could be some real money years in a WWE run. The tag team titles, they should be. And even if they don't, spiritually, we'll all know deep down they should have done. I was set to main event one night of WrestleMania. The belts are in a good place. Yeah. Um, you know, you assume the babyfaces are going to win, but even with the Usos as champions, this indestructible team, like, they've elevated those belts, and you would assume Kevin and Sammy as massive stars will keep it that way. Uh, and then there's this raft of teams underneath. You only need to look at the showcase match and think, yeah, they probably should have told some stories instead. But they're four <laughs> very capable teams. And that's excluding the maximum main models that I haven't even got on the card. <laughs> so you've got a minimum of five teams. There will be others. And I just kind of want to look at it again. I want to look at FTR second time around. They've done this on their own terms to such an extent. I would have loved to have seen the WWE run. All of that said, I think the same with AEW. Yeah, I'm with you. I think like the AEW runs, it's been good, but I don't think it's been as good as it could have been. No. Like there's definitely a lot more that they can do in sort of AEW. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think I'd prefer it to go to WWE, to be honest, because yeah. I think it'd mix it up. Like you say, the tag belts have never been at this level ever in WWE, or maybe since like TLC days of yeah, yeah, Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardys and Dudleys. Like they've not been this high since then. I'm not saying it's at that height yet, but it's, like you say, it's almost about, about to main event of WrestleMania possibly, which has never, ever happened yep. in the history of ever. Um, and the tag team scene underneath just seems to be looking healthier, like Imperium's in there, like Elgato mm -hmm. del Fantasma. Like there's a lot of new teams going in that weren't around in the FTR days that they could have some really good matches with. Um, and if there's a newfound push for tag team wrestling within WWE and FTR see that and are assured of that like quite yeah, a lot yeah. I think is a big big part of it um, they, I think they could forge something new and fresh and important in WWE mm -hmm. as well uh, one person who will be uh, not jumping back to WWE anytime soon you feel is Naomi Trinity mm. Fartu uh, who I think revealed that she's no longer with WWE in like a reply on Instagram, which is so ridiculous that that's the way we find <laughs> out, confirming what we all kind of sus suspected. Um, but this is the, probably the right thing for her, isn't it? It's a shame because I feel like I'd love to see what a Triple H helmed WWE could do with Naomi. But at the end of the day, they, the way they treated Sasha and, and her as, as 
tag champions was ridiculous. Yeah, it's one of them ones, isn't it, with Naomi, where you everyone will feel like there was money left on the table with her, but it kind of feels like it'll just sit there. Yeah. And if yeah. she wants to go pick it back up down the line, she can do. And that's the perfect position for a talent to be in. Um, like the moment that music and that entrance hits, it doesn't really matter yeah. when. <laughs> it's like that, that's going to get a pop. Because yeah. it just will. People have shown their affection for this character and for Naomi as a wrestler who was starting to like assemble a lot of years in the system mm. as well. Or like build up a lot of syst- uh, years in the system and the support that comes with that. So I just think whatever she does now in or out of wrestling feels like that's obviously the move that's going to suit her and great because I do genuinely believe WWE, like the door won't be, cl- it just won't be closed. No, the fact that like they left, it seems a million years ago now because of all the stuff that came afterwards. They left in June, principally like making their case to John Laurinaitis and Vince McMahon who were both ousted within weeks. Mm. And I know that Vince will probably be back in, but like you have to assume that Triple H is going to be in charge of all this until we're told otherwise. And if that remains the case, I mean, it's a shame. He can't book women anymore, but he certainly, <laughs> likes, he certainly <laughs> likes to sign them. So if down the road, he's feeling like, right, I need to plug some gaps, she'll get a call. She'll get, a, you know, even if it's like for a rumble return, just to see how everybody feels, because the pop, as Phil says, would be enormous. So even if she comes back, gets this massive reaction, and then everybody gets to have a chat afterwards, and you just see, how was that? Like, do you fancy a bit more of this? WrestleMania's going to be around the corner. You know, it's, I don't think, I, I think she's kind of, Nailed this. I think it's all still there to play for whenever she wants it back. To play devil's advocate as well, Phil, do you think there's a certain extent to which WWE are thinking that Mr. Naomi is going to be going home every week going, God damn, this job's fun right now. <laughs> yeah, the best run of his entire life. Like, oh, look what you could win under this new Triple H thing. This is amazing. Um, yeah, she's been in, like, she's been on the cusp of, like, a sort of main event women's position in the company for so goddamn long now like she's had the title runs obviously but it's, she's always felt like that little notch below mm. the sort of four yeah. horsewomen mm-hmm. kind of thing and i think that's almost better in the fact that there is stuff still left on the table for her to do there in the way that like she can come back and the sort of renewed passion for her again she's always had that connection with the fans yeah. throughout and then especially when she didn't like got the glow gimmick and things yeah um that really really connected with people and like if people like see her come back, it could be it would be that oh my god, this is amazing, Naomi's back. But then it'd be that oh, this could actually be the one now. Yeah. This could be the proper run that we've been waiting for for goddamn ages. Mm. It's a weird sort of blueprint, isn't it? If you want to really get over in WWE, <laughs> gotta bug be, off. Yeah, be like a mid carder. <laughs> have some sort of scandal. Not that any of this was Naomi or Sasha's no, fault, yeah. obviously. Uh, yeah, have a, a tumultuous exit and then just come back. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, look, there we go, straight up the card. Yeah, I'm. I, I said this on the news this morning. I think that, and it's not just a, you know she's not just an entrance. Like she's a phenomenally yeah, talented yeah. individual. Oh my god, that entrance is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about someone going the other way. Mm-hmm. We alluded to it earlier. <laughs> Goldberg's all elite potentially <laughs> again. It, it's I, probably the, probably some of the same people that don't like the idea of CM Punk being involved in AEW are not that thrilled about the prospect of Goldberg being in as well. I'd really like people to go and read this article because I feel like not only have I tried to, you know, I don't want to waste anybody's time. Not only have I tried to, like, put forth a good argument as to why this might not be so bad, I'm pretty sure the best fantasy booking you've ever read on the internet exists in the body wow. of this article. Um, and it does not even involve a son putting his father on his shoulders. <laughs> so think of the ground <laughs> that covers. Um, the roster, to me, feels set up for Goldberg to have approximately a 20-match sprint run. Every dynamite, every rampage, every dynamite, every rampage. Really? Bang, 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 bang. And I'm not going to spoil all of it, but I think you can, in that time, get him as a babyface, get him as a heel, 
get a title match, get an out and pass a torch all in the process. Wow. Of like I, I'm that committed to this idea that now if they were to bring him in, they'd be like, whoa, Goldberg. I'd be like, are you doing that? No, we've got something different from him. I'm out now. Yeah, I'd do my like, thing. My different was better. Who's <laughs> was better? So like, but I think it can work. Ultimately, I, I genuinely think it can work. This is what I'm saying about AEW. I'd like them to, um, obviously, they've got to remain the challenger brand. It's a big part of their identity to be, Tony Khan kept saying the Pepsi to WWE's Coke or the Burger King to McDonald's, as if to say, still massive, but the idea is you're always... It means you can always kind of punch up to mm-hmm. so that number one. You you always keep that tiny little shred of anti-establishment if you're not quite the big the biggest yeah, yeah, dog yeah. in the yard. Um, but I don't think it should be. They shouldn't be put off making moves like this all the same. Especially if he what if he is there to play ball. It's got to be all in. I think you can't sign the deal unless like, you're going to get paid well. Yeah. But here's the, here's the whole thing. Yeah. Here's, here's yeah. what we want yeah. from this experience, and whether that's putting over. MJF for the benefit of MJF first and foremost because he's our guy if it's for helping elevate a Wardlow or a powerhouse Hobbs as somebody that can look like the next Goldberg all that like whatever their individual goals are he's got to agree to 100% of them mm. you kind of get there and be like like uh, it was so funny that it happened but Goldberg basically looking taking one look at the fiend and being nope absolutely no <laughs> way am I taking that seriously sorry, like if you're here, you're here for this, you're mm-hmm. here for the kind of greater good. And that version of it, it might be a bit utopian, but that version of it, I absolutely love. And, and for those th- those AW fans saying like, oh God, no, 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 no. Uh, I think the way I'm reading it with what Tony's saying, he's just sort of being polite and going, yeah, we'll look into it, but he's not going to try it. Yeah. What he's done with Sting? I was going to say, you're like, you've got to give AW the benefit of the doubt with the track record of bringing mm, in legends. Yeah. Like, I don't think they've ever screwed it up, like, at all. And they've never overplayed their hand either with it, which I think is the key, like, most important thing of it. Like, WWE has massively overplayed their hand when it comes to legends in the past uh, and burnt fans on the whole idea of legends, or at least, like, a portion of the fan base, um, just because of how they've booked them, uh, like, <laughs> Goldberg and uh, Bray Wyatt being one of the um, key points of that. Um, but I think, like, Wardlow's perfectly there, like, built for uh, to passing of the torch kind of thing. He's already got the, like, mm. bit where he mm. walks backstage before the entrance. Like, he's already kind of vaguely Goldberg light, but does a lot more in the ring. Like, it's right there in terms of a passing the torch moment. Like, he was um, on the cusp of main event kind of thing uh, with the TNT run, and then ever since then, it's mm. all been a little bit weird. Uh, and not handled amazingly, but like put him in with a, like a Goldberg in a thing where even if they team up together and like Goldberg and Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Samoa Joe or something, like yeah. anything like that. Sorry, one second. Oh my God. <laughs> you got to think as well about the, the Goldberg that Tony Khan has watched and loved, other than the guy that he's met and the fact that he's been in football and wrestling and so is Tony Khan. This is Tony Khan, the huge WCW fan. He's not giving a toss about 2003 Goldberg going 20 minutes for Triple H. He definitely doesn't care about 2018 blood money against The Undertaker. He remembers how Nitro made him feel. So he's like, ah, I think I can do that. And that Goldberg made everybody buzz. So he would say that even at his advancing years, he's still got that charisma. He's still got a spear in him. That's it. That's that's pretty much the offering. All I'm saying is go and check out uh, Michael Hamlet's article at whatculture.com, which is titled... Uh, I've now forgotten, but it's something like... One uh, thing you don't want. The one thing you don't want yeah. is going to kick ass. It's not <laughs> quite that, but it's a lot of, a lot of the Goldberg and MJF in the thumb. Yes. Yeah. Um, not to poo-poo what's that. I'm, I'm going to go and check that out later because I'm fascinated by this fantasy booking. All I have is an alternative suggestion, and it's a simple match. It's a fatal four-way, although they don't not allowed to call it that or whatever the rules are. Goldberg. Sting. Yep. Big show. 
Jeff Jarrett. Made it, made it better dynamite. <laughs> oh my God, press the button, please. <laughs> oh my God. Then they might get that fabled million. Cy <laughs> White, also of this parish, who quite frankly at this point has, I've realised, far superior takes on pro wrestling and taste in <laughs> it than I do. Uh, she told me yesterday that she's now sold on it. Wow. Because of this article. So I've like, basically like, turned somebody's head on Goldberg. Yes. So that's, that's like, I, I feel like I've like, presented like a political sales pitch almost for the deal to go through, just because <laughs> I want to look at it. It's the thing with like the AWWE stuff now. I just want to look at people in different places. Yeah. They've created that world. It's like, that'll be weird. Oh, but what about the massive business ramifications? Yeah, but for one night, that'll be weird. I want that. It's what like you do with your action figures as a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in real life. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, before we get to this week's Hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, very quickly, uh, as I said, I plan to talk about WrestleMania on this podcast, but it's kind of been overtaken by <laughs> this week's events. Uh, but one of those events is a rumored WrestleMania return for Randy Orton and Stone Cold definitely saying, <laughs> contact me for WrestleMania 39. My in-ring days are done. So I'm picturing someone getting an RKO one night, someone getting stunned at the next, basically. Uh, you guys are going to WrestleMania and I'm not, so I hope you get Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, th- to be fair, right, all Randy Orton jokes aside, he's been gone long enough and for the first time in ages, he's been gone at all, that like, he'd probably get a massive response. And if he's fit enough to do an RKO, people will have missed that specifically. Yeah. It's not such a bad thing. Like, or, like, rarely would I say that about Randy Orton, but it's not such a bad thing. Like, time, I wouldn't say it makes my heart grow fonder for Randy Orton, <laughs> but it's like, oh yeah, Randy Orton. Like, and if it's as quick as that, if it's as quick as your typical RKO and out, then we're good. Um, that ramp looks like it's going to be pretty long. So it'd take him the fat end of half an hour to get to the ring if he does his like... 
you know, like slow, Randy Orton, methodical pace. But if he just gets out there and... What about, you know, the LA Knight fantasy booking with Austin? What if it's like LA Knight 1, Randy Orton, LA Knight 2, Steve Austin, <laughs> and he's got dropped on his head twice in two nights by a, by a star? Yeah, I was picturing as well as an alternative. Uh, LA Knight doing something with like Bobby Lashley, as has been uh, suggested. We talked a little bit on the SmackDown preview earlier on today. Uh, th- peppered throughout WrestleMania is the Miz saying, I'm bloody fed up with these Hollywood stars trying to steal our spotlight and people who have been in films but also are wrestlers constantly come out and hit their finisher. So he gets Batista bombed and he gets RKO'd and he gets Stone Cold Stunnered and he... Ted DiBiase uh, Jr. from the Marine <laughs> 3. <laughs> yeah, I, I do you buy any of this Stone Cold report? I said this on the news this morning. It sounds... Exactly like Edge said before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think any time a wrestler says that they're not doing a thing, it's kind of telegraphing a thing at this point. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what it'll be again, but we didn't know what the Austin thing was going to be last year. We knew it was going to be a thing, but we didn't know it was going to be a full-on match where he gets suplexed on concrete. Um, So, like, anything goes with Austin now, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. Um, He obviously had a great time doing it last year, and if he is just coming in to do a stunner on someone or whatever... Like, he, I, I reckon he'd be super up for it. It's not far from his house. <laughs> like, he'd, yeah. be, he'd be fine. Credit to Triple H uh, and his Banana Nose Circus because, honestly, and he does deserve some praise for this, if Steve Austin can be used as a surprise rather than an advertised appearance, <laughs> that's quite impressive. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you've assembled a WrestleMania that people are more than content enough either way and then you get the surprise of the glass smashing, you've done something right. Yeah. Because how often now when we've got somebody... The, like the scale and the size of a Steve Austin, especially the Rock, whoever, are they able to hold it in? Mm. Almost never. Yeah. Because like I know for television it's a ratings thing, but even at the big shows, it's just well, like those last few tickets that we might be able to shift because of this one name or whatever it is. Like they're not doing that. Mm. And did they, they didn't? Um, Thirty-five, we were all at, and they didn't tell you John Cena was going to be the Doctor of Thugonomics. Like sometimes yeah. at WrestleMania, it, the, the benefit of the surprise. Mm. Is the real magic of it, and I, like I think Austin this year suits being a surprise more than an announced face on graphic. There's also the art of the Raw after WrestleMania that has been demolished in yeah. recent years. That like there's been rumors of Triple H saying there's going to be some surprises on that as well. Like there's the chance of doing something on a bit smaller of a scale, but with a super hot crowd because that crowd is always yeah. mega hot, and bringing back an event like the Raw after WrestleMania to be like a destination thing yeah. rather than just, oh, well, we'll just put any old crap on because people will buy tickets no matter what. Yeah, I'm ready to be hurt again getting my hopes up for the <laughs> WrestleMania. And I will never forget uh, the sort of... The, the series of noises that came from the three of us and Simon Miller, of course, from last year's WrestleMania. So we obviously know what's happening, vaguely. He's doing a talk show with Kevin Owens. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah! Cut to, I tricked you, Steve. <laughs> Cut to second, I think you said, mud stomp in the, se- the corner, in the second corner. Yeah, I remember the dread. Uh, like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so the suplex and the st- eventual stunner, and they're like, yeah! <laughs> Rollercoaster emotions. I'm going to have to rewatch that again. I think, like, he, like, called it a fluke in this very yeah. story that we're talking about. And I just think, like, Austin's always had incredible instincts about when and where, like, to hold and to fold. And I think he's, like, when it comes to his career, he's always taken that sort of stuff incredibly seriously. And, like, there's nothing wrong in that either as well. Yeah. Yeah. Protect the integrity of your character. And last year had 
like our story and build and they were like very clever and coy with how they played it this year without a match or without anything significant as I say better as a surprise if it's yeah. if it's fluff Steve Austin can do fluff yeah. but he can make it he can elevate it yeah still. I, I, I'm absolutely fine with him saying I'm never having another match because that was such a perfect mm. you know I don't want to ruin my legacy and yeah. try and keep going or do some Saudi thing or do some it was Dallas as well he yeah. debuted in Dallas yeah. and he liked how that sort of came full circle didn't it but, yeah he doesn't mean he Stunner anyone. Still my favourite part of that match was when he was drinking his beers and you could tell he's, oh, I've done this one too many times now and he like almost <laughs> and spits out like, oh God, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> <They're coldies>. <laughs> <laughs> right, let us know everything you, uh, your thoughts on everything we've discussed on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE but enough of all this, it's now time for a good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by D-Texas uh, if you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, all you do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review on there, or leave us a five star review on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof, and then email it to me, Adam at WhatCulture.com, just like D Texas did. Uh, D Texas on Apple Podcasts writes the title is Jim Ross's Bloody Good Quiz. <laughs> okay, guys, you know which voice to use. Was that the best Friday quiz ever? Absolutely laughed out loud. So much fun. Thank you so much. Got some bad news about our dog yesterday and cried a lot over the last two days. This made me laugh. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Uh, Sorry to hear about that, but glad we could bring some joy to you. Um, And yeah, uh, I'm so good. I missed Jim Ross, as did Sidgwick (laughs) miss Jim Ross on this podcast. I know. I know. It was weird, right? Because obviously you were off that day. Mm -hmm. Me and Phil were on that wrestle culture. Sidge couldn't make it. Nicholas was in. So it was just enough of us. Is there anything... I had to, like, dig down deep to go into our, like, Judgment Daisy wasn't around. No. Like, the elephant was on. We thought it was Stax. Like, the door opened. Indeed. And, like, there was Stax. And it was, oh, no, Jim Ross had, like, I'd off left him a voicemail, and I d- he didn't reply, but that's classic JR. Classic JR. He, he does that. Like, he d- <laughs> Every like, time. Yeah. He always kind of, like, leaves it to the element of surprise. That's extra bit of fun. Very, very musically gifted, that man. Mm. Two, three weeks ago, if you want to go and check it out, I believe. Yeah, still in our archives. Yeah. I think I might have put... Um, It'll say in the title... Special guest or uh, something. I think I titled it a bloody good old quiz. There you go. So Very if you go good. back and look for that, you'll find JR. <laughs> uh, right, let's get on with this week's quiz, though. All about considering how emotional. I'm a bit Cody Rhodes there. Yeah. Uh, emotional everyone got seeing the wonderful reunion of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on last week's SmackDown and subsequently on Raw. And no doubt probably on SmackDown again tonight. Uh, all about wrestling reunions. Apologies in advance, Phil. I did write this quiz with an eye to having you versus Andy on here, and now you've got the bloody inside. <laughs> <media. laughs> yeah, maybe I'll angle, I'll angle this laptop so you can see the answers slightly Thanks. easier. <laughs> so I'll, that. I'll still lose, but yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice. Uh, multiple choice questions. Shout your name. Wait for me to come to you. And remember, most importantly, guys, it's just for fun. It's fun. Just for fun. Okay, question number one. Ah, you might have a chance on this one. All right. Question number one. Mick Foley. <laughs> Too cool. What uh, what ranked at number one in the what culture list? The ten best wrestling reunions, written by our very own Jamie Kennedy. Okay, was it Evolution, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, the Dudley Boys, or Degeneration X? Degeneration X, though, of course. Team, if you're unaware, um, tell you to suck it, which we've subsequently discovered. As Michael Sidgwick put it, means dinosaur making. That's right. Pamphlet. <laughs> On that, is it Randy Savage and Elizabeth? Yeah. It had to be, didn't it? Really. 
question two. <laughs> it. it was Roy's triple X, that wasn't it? Yeah. Roy did, Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're all about the dicks. <laughs> question number two. Devon Dudley returned to help Bubba Ray Dudley beat three minute warning and Rico at what pay? Pamphlet. <laughs> Survive. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Sorry. I'll just go now, shall I? <laughs> Survivor Series 2002. Yeah. Yay! Come on, Jeff. God damn it. It's my Rico impression. Oh, of course, when, uh, yeah, that was earlier on in the match. <laughs> he wasn't was it? stood on the post waiting to be powerbombed, I think. And uh, there was no Jeff Hardy underneath him because he was in the crowd, still brawling on the way back. Oh, right, question three. Sorry, Phil. It's all good. It's I can't, I'm, like, I'm not competitive, as you know. So this sort of stuff <laughs> is, is literally just for fun. But then, like, the wrestling bit comes up, and all of a sudden, I feel like a, a pub quiz where there's my rounders finally <laughs> Play the Joker. Play the Joker. <laughs> I can prove myself. <laughs> <laughs> my life does have meaning. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Two nil time, but Question three. I've got my folks on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the Rockers reunite to face on Raw in 2005? Was it? Humphlet. <laughs> I don't want to bother Ryan. <laughs> was it La Resistance? Yay! Was that match? Marty just... Well, he immediately turns on him again, doesn't he? No, he, Marty can't quite kip up at first. And you're like, oh, no, it's been too long. And then they pull it together by the end. And Marty's so good, they bring him back for SmackDown. And he has that like, ripper with it. Kurt Angle. And, like, Kurt Angle beats him, but it's good stuff, man. It's like... Hard, bro. Yeah. Who are the options there? <laughs> Did, uh, you, uh, did you go uh, just the well of the 2005 mid card? Basham Brothers, Eminem, uh. Juice and Domino. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bad one? Deuce. Uh, yeah, Domino was Cliff Compton. Yeah, Juice was the one who didn't quite catch the Undertaker. <laughs> 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 Different tasks. I need to go back and watch that London and Kendrick shoot I interview now. Yeah. Don't I? <laughs> Question four. The Shield reunited in 2018 to stop what from happening? Was it Braun Strowman's cash-in, Roman Reigns getting fired, the Wyatt family corrupting someone, <laughs> <laughs> or a No Way Jose Conga line? Pamphlet. It's the cash-in, wasn't it? <laughs> Yay! Wash it back. Kind of bollocks. It's rubbish. <laughs> it's rubbish. Like, they're meant to be the good guys, right? Yeah, he gets his cash in in the end in the Hell in a Cell. Which, that ended well. Which also doesn't have a finish. <laughs> so it's like, do you just want to keep having another go with it? That was it? part of me and Nicholas's streak, yeah. I remember, of our uh, yeah. streams, where we were like, well, it can't end like this because it's Hell in a... There's the, the graphics that... It's finished. What's happening? Why are we seeing like a you know, Stone Cold interview session? Go back. The match hasn't finished just because Brock rips the door <laughs> off. <laughs> Was that the same show where Randy Orton did the old screwdriver and Jeff yes. Hardy's ear as well? Yeah. That's how WWE win because they realized they became like an engagement farm. So now people are like, oh, this uh, Hell in a Cell was absolutely goaded. Pass it on. It's like the main event didn't have a finish, pal. It wasn't. Like, just because somebody put well, a screwdriver in a flesh tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone sharing the um, Jay White swearing clip mm -hmm. from New Japan with a list of uh, some of the... Guys, have you seen this video of things before? Um, some of which were like, oh, the, the roster in 2000 and whatever in WWE yeah. was goaded. Or like, ever seen uh, Samoa Joe cook the entire... Oh, man. Yes! Yes! Him walking down that... Like, him walking down the ramp is me as CJ walking back in to GTA. Uh, here we go again. <laughs> okay. Well, you might be able to nick this one. <laughs> Question five. 
Paul Bearer and The Undertaker reunited at WrestleMania 20. But a few months later, Paul, Berry, Paul Bearer <laughs> was buried in what? Beans, oil, cement, or sh**? <laughs> uh, Phil. Uh, cement. Yay! <laughs> I mean, I would I'll argue it was way. D as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the match? Is <laughs> that so the 2-1-1 with the Dudleys? Yeah. yeah. I love the footage of them practicing that beforehand yeah. and the Undertaker like pretending to pull the lever. Pull the lever now. What's going to happen? Oh no, it's porridge. <laughs> Purple porridge. What was his ju- justification for that? Just like, sorry, Paul, you're a weak link. Yeah, or? they like, because you've held, because the prospect of you drowning in cement has been something that can be used against me. Best you actually shoot drowning in cement. That's not a problem. <laughs> that's not a problem going forward. <laughs> It was a dark time, that, wasn't it? Just like... It was a rubbish time. like, who have we got for Taker? No one. But what if we put two people in there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested in Heidenreich. I'm not interested in Snitsky. Heidenreich and Snitsky together. <laughs> that's worse, because then Kane has to get involved. <laughs> uh, question six. Four one. Edge and Christian reunited during the 2021 Royal Rumble, of course. But who came out first? You. Hamlet. Age. Yay! Weird. Like, literally came out first. It's coast to coast, but it yeah. wasn't, was it? Because you got him and Orton were out of it halfway through, then they were back in by the yeah. end. I don't like those ones when, if you're going number one, you've got to win, you got to yeah. do it. Like, you're coming at number two or something if you want that. When it's a number one person, that like. when you can just lie on the ground on the bottom of the bottom ropes for a bit anyway. That's it. Like that, whenever you see the Wikipedia thing and it's like 60 minutes and oh, no. Yeah. Like, they did it at Roman Reigns that year and they thought it was a baby face thing. It's the most idiotic thing yeah. ever. Unless you're Santina Morella. Yeah. No one else can do it. A baby face <laughs> has to like endure. If you're in there, the hardest thing they can do is be in the match. He has got grit after all, apparently. Well, yeah. Too much of it. <laughs> Bloody much of it. If you ask me. They did get Could me on the cement. whole. Stop <laughs> celebrating. You've not won yet. The bell hasn't rung, dickheads. Yeah. Oh, they love that one, didn't they? But, oh, yeah, the Roman one. Oh, he's been out of it. And now he, They did it with Cody in AW, didn't they, as well? In, like, a Face of the Revolution match. They're like, Cody's gone. Well, here he oh, the injury. Back. Yeah, that was yeah. the first time he got booed. It was one of the first times he ever got some booze. Stupid. Like, yeah. I've not learned from everything that's happened previously. Yeah. Is that the one where uh, Rusev stole the monitor? Yes. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's all right. He's all right. I like that. Give, it, was in that, give Vince a big, like, squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> like, punch, yeah. Yeah, League of Nations. That went well. Yeah. <laughs> just awful. That's a really good, that's a really good concept. Yeah. And then they just went, oh, yeah, but we just need a load of bodies. Just people for Roman yeah. to spear, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that what I distinctly remember the conversation around the one where he won the title from Sheamus on a Raw, I think. Yeah. Vince was the special guest ref, mm. or they had him as an informant. Yeah. And uh people were like, listen to that noise. That's how over Roman Reigns is. And I think it was Brian Alvarez whose take I just hijacked basically of like yeah, all he needs to do is punch the boss on every weekly show and he'll be, <laughs> be fine. <laughs> Idiots. Imagine if those three teamed up now with their characters, like now. Oh, man. Yeah. That'd be tasty. Yes, I quite like yeah. that. Like Wade Barrett in his suit was more of a managerial figure. <laughs> yeah, Seamus and Miro. I'm, I'm into that. Don't need, don't need to be. You've missed a name out there, but I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> fine with us not mentioning it. Don't, don't care about it. Useless. Uh, useless. Question seven. Absolutely awful. <laughs> uh, 
In which UK city did the Brothers of Destruction reunite ahead of facing the Wyatt family at Survivor Series? Was it? You can tell I've written this quiz before I thought Andy was going on it. London, Sheffield, Manchester, or Aberdeen? (laughs) (laughs) Bill, why not? Uh, Sheffield. No, dear, that's wrong. (laughs) Thought I'd go for an outsider. You're fighting them at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be Manchester. Yay! The tour is always London in the April and then... Is they it? do a run of Sheffield shows, though, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they would do Sheffield, Manchester and Birmingham on a rotation in the November because it's like just a less important time of year and they're always in London in April. It's a good point, that, yeah. <laughs> just talking to Andy about this earlier. Where are we? Manchester. Big phone box, bus and a taxi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big Ben, is it? All right, yeah. Just down the road from London, UK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember that one where you're like, oh, it looks like Undertaker's winding down. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we got Kane coming back again. We got two Canes. No, it's just Kane. Speaking of which, actually, what star rating did the match where a reunited DX fought a reunited Brothers of Destruction? Ooh. Was it zero and three-quarter stars, <laughs> one and three-quarter stars, two and three-quarter stars, or three and three-quarter stars for the one where Kane's mask fell off? Hamlet. I'll go the first one. No, dear, that's Ooh, wrong. I'll go one and three-quarter stars then. Yay! <laughs> I think that's generous, generous, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Question nine. Six-two. I'm trying to remember what score was there for a second. Um, Still all player for, Phil. (laughs) My maths aren't great, but I'm pretty sure this we can draw this. Uh, Who was beating up Matt Hardy in AEW when Jeff Hardy danced to (laughs) to save him and reunite the Hardy Boys. Was it Miro, Chris Jericho, Brian Cage, or Andrade? I can only picture Jeff. I decided to go back and watch this. Miro? No, dear, that's wrong. Andrade? That's a punt, to be honest. Yeah, like, that was going to be the other one. It's between those two. Yeah. It was the law of the family office. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. It's kind of still going on with this firm bollocks, isn't it? Ugh. Technically, yeah. Yeah, it's all a run on from that. Still going on. Long time storytelling. He's got the family these days. Roosh. Is it the Roosh family care? office? So. Yes, although his family seems to be mostly Preston Vance. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah. And that green cable that they always put under right, when yeah. he's wrestling matches. <laughs> God, it's just it's sometimes it is just like where's where's this person gone? Yeah, don't he's best buds with Kalisto and Ring of Honor now. So is he? So that's that's the thing. I love that you're our Ring of Honor correspondent, <laughs> Phil. I really like that. Very excited about the Vikingo Commander match. Jesus Ooh. Christ! Somebody's <laughs> somebody's going there. <laughs> I have to I'll watch t- the goddamn Ring of Honor TV show and I can't go to Supercard of Honor. I was just going to say, you'd feel a pretty big mug <laughs> to be in Los Angeles and be going to friggin', I don't know, SmackDown and some bullshit <laughs> Hall of Fame rather than getting to see that match in the flesh. But I mean, the thing is, like, if I was in that situation, like, as long as that, like, an almost identical situation hadn't occurred to me before, I probably wouldn't make that mistake <laughs> second time around. It was that, it was that. <laughs> Unintentional, simultaneous tweet between the two of you, of you being like, 
Well, SmackDown's wank. Do <laughs> 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 so you realize this is the greatest thing? It was in the middle of the Briscoes yeah. and FTR. I, I, I thought I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to pass out. It felt, we'll bore another test to this, like it felt like we'd entered hell. Like the building suddenly got so incredibly hot. You had that whole feeling where it's like, is this, are this, is this shaking? Yeah. Is the roof going to start falling in? Like I've, there's very few atmospheres that stick with me quite like that one. And just to see the screenshot, I think it was Matt Rains, regular contributor. Yeah. I believe. I think that's his full name. I forget. Um, Let's share the screenshot maybe of like the tweets next to each other. <laughs> what the frig is this? Like the <laughs> Genuinely think it's the worst live show ever. You've <laughs> <laughs> got a beautiful picture of the venue. You yeah, had time. The Hall of Fame, yeah, Hall of Fame was sick. The Hall of Fame was great. The, well, the Undertaker bit art. of the Hall of Fame was great. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really, like, it's got to be that terrible a show. So you're going to leave a seat and take a nice picture. <laughs> you I don't care go about for a walk anything and see if I can get a nice shot of the arena. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, great experiences across WrestleMania weekend, if you are heading to Los Angeles and you haven't uh, got a ticket yet, please do get yourself a ticket for Wale Mania because it is genuinely one yeah. of the best moments of the weekend. Um, we uh, had an amazing time there last year and I assume tickets are still available. They are indeed. Uh, I think they're on Eventbrite, but if you just search for Wale Mania, you will find them. On Big lineup as well. The Usos are going to be yes. there and Solo Sokoa and Trinity Fatu. Oh my God. Yeah. On my behalf, anyone that is going, if you see these two, please scream that you're in the F in Judgment Day. <laughs> Ideally so they can film it and send it to me. Yeah. I'd like that very much, please. Thank you. It'll be deafening when the Finn comes out. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you get like, if you get uh, double Alter Bridge for the Edge Finn match, does the band just stay out there? We've got like a set list with the two songs printed on it. <laughs> uh, Judgment Day, uh, Edge. Yeah, Good night, Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, final question. <laughs> All to play for still. <laughs> this is almost uh, very much a five-star mm. review review on the Raw Review-esque this, because the first question was, of course, about the best wrestling reunion being Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought I'd find a YouTube clip and see what some of the comments had to say. <laughs> so from Daddy's Rostership, I want you to complete this quote uh, or this comment, I should say, in the comment section of the Savage Miss Elizabeth reunion. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me Miss Elizabeth all day over anyone else. She's blank sexy. Okay, is it? She's marry that sexy. She's mega powers sexy. She's... Super boner sexy. <laughs> or she's cause light sexy. What? For the sake Phil, of... I'm going to dive in. Go on, Phil. Just, just, just on the yeah. other chance. I don't think you'd write the cause light one, so I'd go with the cause light one. Yay! <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. Hang on, so the cause light one is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to say, for the benefit of your wife, <clears throat> right... I hope the answer is super boner. Because otherwise that came out of your brain. <laughs> yeah. Of course it did. <laughs> Have you ever met Wilbon before? Yeah. <laughs> I think you know the guy. Super boner. <laughs> What's cause light sexy? Is it, is it some kind of advert or something on American TV? Mm, that sounds like nah, a yeah, slogan, doesn't it? Yeah. Because the cause light is not that sexy as beers go, is it? No it's way. like, oh, here's this like very weak lager that is already pretty flavorless when it's at full pelt, let alone the light version. Or maybe he just really likes women with really long necks and no hips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Different strokes, different folks. <laughs> what about cause 
Man, do pitch black. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch, we've cracked it. Like you'd have to, f- I'd flip reverse that. I'd be like, oh my God, Mountain Dew is Miss Elizabeth sexy. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, well, unsurprisingly. Yeah, it's fair. But you got the, you got the cause light ones. Yeah, the cause light ones. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like sort of five and a half plays four it. and a half, isn't it? That was how that Basically, worked Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, but congratulations to Michael Hamlet, the winner of this week's quiz. Let us know how you got on on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE, of course. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and Michael Hamlet reviewing, uh, previewing even SmackDown is available right now, just like myself and Michael Sidgwick. Sort of previewing AW Rampage, but mainly, yeah, talking about that whole <laughs> CM Punk kind of thing. Uh, as I said, you can follow us all on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow the winner of this week's quiz, Michael Hamflet at... I hit the vocal when I did this thing when I was hosting. Yes! <laughs> at Michael Hamflet, you can follow Phil Chambers at... Phil by Chambers. He did not nail the ending. <laughs> uh, you can follow Adam at... <laughs> Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, have a great weekend. Eight days to go to a WrestleMania. My thanks to Phil, to Michael Hampler. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. WrestleCulture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Wrestling! Wrestling! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 